20 seconds and counting. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. 12, 11, 10, 9. Ignition sequence start. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. It's the Cobcast, welcome to the show, we're happy that you joined us and we hope you listen more. It's the Cobcast, right where we belong, within your mobile device and I'm sure it's gonna be pretty long. Listen to the Cobcast, show your friends the Cobcast, it's my Cobcast podcast. It's episode four of the Cobcast. Welcome aboard my spaceship. I'm Major Blake Cobb, and I'm so happy to have you here. Um, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that little uh, little bit we did there. That's probably going to be a one-and-done kind of thing. I don't need a cease and desist from the harmonica player or the David Bowie estate. Uh, the, 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 the later, or latter, I guess. It's probably more effective, so... Uh, not, not gonna push my limits, but I will provide a link though to the uh, harmonica player because I thought he was very talented. It's a YouTube video. I, I, I want to touch on my bases, obviously. But welcome in. Come on in. Get, get out of the cold. Get, take your jacket off. Come on. Uh, take your shoes off first. Don't don't get all that on my floor. Jesus. Be be a little considerate. But welcome in. So happy to have you here. As I said, we're on episode four, and we are about to have our third edition of Face Your Fears coming up later on in the uh, show. I feel pretty good about how the second episode went uh, with uh, Miss uh, Kendall Waller, the light of my life. I can't thank her enough for coming on. I feel like we had a pretty good conversation, got um, some good uh, feedback for that, so uh, thank you for listening to that. But today on the show, well, we'll leave that till a little later on the show. But anyway, um, people, listen, I'm trying to get my shit together. I really am. I mean, my shit is all over the place. It's it's over there. It's over here. I just I have shit all over the place. I'm trying to get all my shit together. I, I mean that figuratively and literally. Uh, well, I don't mean like literal, literal shit. I, I've, I've gotten a hold of that problem. But like my things are literally all over the place. And my figurative things, I need to get uh, uh, fixed up in my life. I'm trying to get all of that compacted and carmented compartmentalized is that a word i'm trying to get it all together and let me let me share a good example of that um recently recently i uh found out my license expired yes it was actually on my birthday i opened my uh wallet and i got a great birthday surprise it said happy birthday don't get pulled over so that was a great amount of anxiety to be riding on me but i i, I jumped right on it I jumped on it, I uh, got all my stuff figured out, but you know, it, it was a process because I, I don't have things together. You may think this this Blake Cobb, right, he must be so well put together from the way he presents himself, but no, it, it's very much the opposite. Let me give you a very good example of this. You see, I, um, to obtain my license, 
I had to bring my social security card, right? I had to bring my birth certificate. I had to bring my former license that was expired, but I still could use it because I had a two-year deadline. So that was fine. Had to obtain a birth certificate, so that was a little bit of a process, but I brought my social security card. Now let me say something about, about my social security card. My social security card must be the original OG social security card I was given in 1996. The doctor must have, you know, just stapled it to me. It's just something I've had. But you see, the social security card, this thing is, uh, it's seen better days. This thing is torn and weathered and beaten and tarred and feathered. Uh, you know, it smells like teen spirit. It's just, it's not looking too good. I mean, even the clerk who is giving me my birth certificate was telling me, eh, you might, uh, might want to get a new social security card. And, and you know, I, she's preaching to the choir. I'm, I'm as upset about it as she was. But l l let me continue because this, this road gets a little bumpier of how messy I am. You see, I don't have this here social security card laminated. Don't have that privilege. I don't keep it in a nice safe place. Um, do, do you do you really want to know where I keep my social security card? Because I'll tell you, um, I keep my social security card in a uh, in a Pearl Jam CD case. That is right. Nice and close to Eddie Vedder. Um, this wasn't a conscious decision. I I didn't say, "Ooh, I need some grunge next to my social security card." That was not the case. I probably just threw it in there. And uh, it just became the spot for my social security card. But it, it, it gets worse than that. I know, you're just like, I, I can imagine the look on your face. I'm disappointed in me too, but just hear me out. You see, e even if you open up this said Pearl Jam case, right, you will not find any Pearl Jam album inside. No, instead you will find a Jim Croce CD. That is right. Famous folk singer, Jim Croce. So if you were to, say, find this CD case, and you're thinking, ooh, I'm going to open up this Pearl Jam album, I'm going to get me some Even Flow, you open it, and bam, sorry, brother, you're getting some uh, Leroy Brown and my social security card on top of that. So if you can imagine, I'm walking into these DMVs, I'm walking into these courthouses, and, I, and you can only imagine what these clerks are thinking of, what is this young man, this young boy doing with this Pearl Jam album? Sh sh should we say something does he does he have someone like a, a caretaker? Do we need to call somebody if we say something about the case? Is he is he gonna freak out? Is this like is this like Linus? Is this like Linus from the Peanuts with his blanket? Is this like his, his safety net or something? Like why why does he have this Pearl Jam CD case? Anyway, needless needless to say, I obtained my license and I wanted to uh, I wanted to point out on something. You see, people. Uh, or at least, you know, within our society, stand-up comedians, pop culture, all that, the DMV gets a bad rap. I, I I definitely feel that way, especially from my visits this last time. I would probably agree with those sentiments um, whenever it was in 2015 when I first obtained my license. That was a process that was a major pain in the ass. But things have progressed from what I've seen. From my most recent visit... I was able to set up an appointment online. Whoa, right? That's crazy. I, uh, you know, everyone there was very nice, very courteous. Um, you know, I, I got in fairly fast. And the person I was working with, you know, we, we were working together, me and the clerk who was getting my license set up. It, it was a good process. But I will tell you, the situation that was happening next to me 
was probably the greatest example of patience I have ever seen in a DMV or any form of customer service. Because, again, me and my clerk, we're working together. We're making it happen. She's asking the questions. I'm answering. You know, it's, it's very cooperative. The person next to me is being the biggest pain in the ass I've ever seen in my life. And the clerk, complete opposite. Very understanding, trying her best to work with this man. I have huge props for this person because she, she would ask questions like, Sir, uh, this is going to be $35. Well, I already paid. Well, you, you paid those fees to, to reinstate your license. You're going to pay $34. Oh, I didn't know that. He was very loud. Uh, she would ask simple questions, and maybe in his defense, she did have a mask on, which you know, she's doing her job. She'd ask questions, and it was very loud. What? Just what? And, and you could tell, just me and that person, very, un, you know, just uh, shaking. Um, <laughs> or maybe that's just more me. I mean, I'm not the biggest people person, or at least, like, customer person. I, I think customer service is a complete nightmare. Maybe you do, too, but... This lady, she was being a pro. She was being a champ. I wanted to give her a medal because she was holding it together and being very professional. But even, like, the small things he was fucking up, like the eye test and, you know, like, he put his hand in the wrong place. He, when he took a picture, I think he was, like, looking in the wrong way or he was blinking. And I, I don't think he was fucking with this person. Like, I don't think he was trying to mess around. I think he was just that stupid and that's almost like worse in a way i mean maybe not as worse but it's up there it's like just having to pull teeth with somebody but the part that was kind of weird to me was that um at one point she was you know saying are you hispanic you know in, in regards to his ethnicity and he's like already put that and she said no you, you didn't put that are you hispanic and he said no no i'm not hispanic which not to make assumptions about people, but, I mean, the man looked Hispanic. When we were in the lobby, he, he, he was speaking very fluent Spanish with his mother, who also looked Hispanic. Which, again, I'm not judging, I'm not trying to make assumptions, but it was just strange that he was trying to deny that he was Hispanic. When, in fact, I'm, I'm pretty certain he was Hispanic. Again, I don't give a shit. But it was weird. I, I mean, I don't know if it was like a work visa kind of thing. or I mean, it, I don't know. I'm not trying to put my foot in my mouth. Basically, he was a big pain in the ass. <laughs> Every single... It was inch by inch by inch with this dude. And eventually, she finishes with him. I'm still, you know, we're, I'm wrapping up by the time he's wrapping out. He's leaving. And I just hear the lady says, That man was giving me so much anxiety. And I looked at her and I said... I don't see how you people do this shit. <laughs> so, that guy, he, he kind of made me feel better about my own situation. I know I kind of have a road to go as far as, you know, getting my shit together. But this man's shit is all over the continent as far as, you know, being an adult and having your stuff together. So, I don't know. I guess my greater point is that the DMV deserves a little more respect. That woman's you know, deserves a little more respect, and, uh, I, I guess to kind of segue, I, I have a friend in my life, you know, I have, I have this man who I think deserves a lot more respect, I don't think he gets the props 
he deserves. I, I think he gets a little overshadowed by other people in the world. And, you know, maybe it's because he's not a doctor. You know, he, he's more of a mister. He's got that mister title, and he's he's yet to get his doctorate. I know he's been working on it. Or maybe, you know, maybe he doesn't want it. I, he, I, actually, you know what? He doesn't need it. That's the point. He doesn't have to be a doctor. But the people around here, they, they don't want to give him the time of day because he's not a doctor. And you know who I'm talking about? I'm talking about my, my friend. About my friend. He might be your friend too. I hope so. I hope you have a care in the world for this man. I'm talking about Mr. Pip. That's right. Mr. Pip. Because you see, everywhere I go, I can't find Mr. Pip no more. Mr. Pib has vanished. You go into Walmart? No, Mr. Pib. You go into 7-Eleven? No, Mr. Pip. You go into Sam's, uh, whatever, regular local gas station? They don't even have Mr. Pib. And I think what the thing is, is I, I've put it all together. Mr. Pib is slowly vanishing because you people... Yeah, that's right. I'm looking at you. You know who you are. I'm going to pull a whole Chris Crocker, Britney Spears thing here. You people need to leave Mr. Pibb alone and give him the respect, the respect, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, that he deserves. Because you know what? I, I, I get so tired of the, you know, you go to a place and you're like, oh, can I have a, 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 a Dodge Pepper or whatever? And they say, is Mr. Pibb all right? You're damn right Mr. Pibb's all right. Actually, you know what? Here's my hot take of the day. It's, it's about to get fire in here. I think... I think Mr. Pip's better than Dr. Pepper. It's got a little bit of spice. He's got something going on. I dig Mr. Pip. If there's a choice between Dr. Pepper and Mr. Pip, I'm choosing Mr. Pip. But you know what? A lot of people don't feel that way. A lot of people don't give him the props, and that's why he changed his name. That's right. He, he tried to appeal to you people. He called himself, what, Pip Ultra or whatever? Yeah, because you people would finally see him for what he is, for all the hard work he's done to give you everything he's gotten. Leave Mr. Pib alone! Leave him alone! It's bullshit. And you know it. I love you, Mr. Pib. And I hope one day you can realize you don't have to be what these people want you to be. You don't have to conform to the norms of being ultra or whatever that means. You are ultra. You're Mr. Pib, damn it. And start remembering that. I hope to see you again sometime, old friend. Because when I'm at Chipotle, I don't see you very much. And I want my friend back. I want my friend back. But just a side note, man. Chipotle burrito and a Mr. Pib, that's heaven right there. So if you haven't tried that, you haven't lived. So that's what I'm saying, people. Give Mr. Pib his respect. Let's give him his name back. Cut out that ultra. And let's get Mr. Pib around the globe again. All right, people, I'm going to cut myself off. I know, I don't want to overstay my welcome with all this jibber-jabber I'm giving off, so it's time. You know what time it is. It's Vader time! No, not Vader time. It's time for...
Welcome all my creatures of the night to the Halloween delight. Face your fears. In this segment, we put our flashlights on the movies that gave us the cheapest creepers. We'll discuss what made our skin crawl initially, rewatch it, and see if it holds up as the big bad boogeyman, or if we were just being big babies about it. I have a very special guest with me today. Uh, she attended East Texas Baptist University, where she earned a bachelor's degree in education. Uh, she is using that now as a kindergarten teacher. Uh, she is a uh, lover of kings. Uh, two uh, dominantly are uh, Michael Jackson and Elvis Presley. Uh, she is uh, the only person I know in this area who drives a yellow Volkswagen bug. Uh, and I think most importantly, uh, she is my future neighbor. Welcome to the show, <laughs> Emily McCoy. Hi, now everybody knows how to find me. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can put a little bleep there. No, it's okay. It's I'm okay. <laughs> I, just, I just thought we could, you know, we're, we're going to be we're neighbors cool. pretty soon. That's going to be pretty fun. I, I think we're going to be a very, like, Ned Flanders, Homer Simpson thing going on. Or, like, um, Monica and Ross. Yeah, we're just going to annoy, annoy the shit. I'm going to be yelling in here. You're going to be like, Jesus Christ, this guy. Well, I'm going to come get all your food out of your fridge. That's fine. I probably shouldn't be eating as much. But... Continuing. Hi. I'm Emily. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is Emily McCoy, and her fear is the 2010 horror film Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, starring Kate Holmes, Guy Pierce, Bailey Madison, and it's directed by Troy Nixie, I believe his name is. Now, and Gamero del Toro is uh presents it he's kind of a producer help make it we'll, we'll get into that but emily let me ask you first uh, okay. what were what were the things when you were younger that you're laughing a lot what, i can't help it I'm, I'm awkward i'm awkward too it's okay what were the things when you were younger that scared you the most were you were you afraid of the dark i was in fact afraid of the dark very afraid of the dark and water water mm-hmm. water and what? but mainly the dark i don't like go in the dark (laughs) (laughs) my first question uh is concerning water was that like in pools or like oceans or like what what specifically about water scared you everything everything about water if it was a pool it was like if there were too many people in there or if i was in the pool with my brother we'd fight and he'd ground me or something See, I get that. Like, I feel like I'm, I, I've been in situations in pools where, like, a floaty's gotten on top of me, and I freak mm. the fuck out, so that's scary. Yeah. And I, kids. Yeah, like, there's too many kids, like, especially, like, when people get wild and people want to start wrestling and yeah. stuff. Like, that's, I can't be, like, contained in the water, so or I completely understand. there's no pool light and it's dark. That's, yeah, that's a little can't much. Can't be hanging with that. It has to be a, honestly, okay, I'll tell you this, and I don't even know if Kendall knows this. When I was a kid... For the longest time, I literally, like, wouldn't get into a pool. Like, I had to either have, like, a safety vest or I would sit at the edge. Like, I never wow. got into... Yeah, I never got into, like, the deep... I don't know. Like, I guess I thought I was going to drown. But, like, I was probably, like, maybe, like, maybe eight or nine, maybe older until I actually, like, swam, swam. Or I'd have to ask my mom to confirm that. But I just remember, like, I would not... I had to have, like, a safety vest. Because I would... I guess technically I was afraid of uh, water as well. So, I didn't yeah. even think about that. Seems seems like it. <laughs> I took I took swimming lessons every year from when I was little. And yeah. Like, 
I loved it. So sometimes I like pools, but you would think I wouldn't be scared of it. But I still am. Yeah. I'm still scared of the Oh, dark. you're still to this day. Well, I mean, you go out to the pool here, though. Or, or yeah. I guess you don't. Do you get do you get in the water? During the day, yeah. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. During the day, kids aren't pulling all on me, and it's not deep. Yeah. If it's deep and there's kids all around me, then I'm freaking out. Okay. I get that. So, okay, but more towards the, the dark thing. Like, did you have a flashlight, or, like, how did you combat that? Or, like, you know, like... Um, I guess, how, how long would you say you were afraid of the dark? I still am. Oh, you still are? Okay. Yeah. Do you have a nightlight currently? or like? I have... sleep with my TV on. Okay. I do that too <laughs> sometimes. That makes sense. Yeah, every night. I can fall asleep with every light on my end, though. I mean, what? I can <laughs> fall asleep with every light on. What What about it scares you? Is there anything particular about the dark that scares um, you? It's the same thing as water to me, because I don't know what's there. Yeah. And like in water, I don't, it's all the unknown. With water, I don't know if I'm going to be able to swim, pretty much. I don't know. Like, what if your body stops working, and then you're, like, drowning? Yeah. And then with the dark, you have no idea what's back there. That's true. I mean, I I think for the longest time, like, I was partially afraid of the dark, but I think, like, when I was a kid, like, I was just, like, afraid of, like, sleeping alone. Like, for a long time, I, like, slept on my parents' floor, because, like, I just, I don't know if it was, like, an attachment thing, but, like, I just couldn't. (laughs) I didn't didn't sleep in my bed, and then eventually, like, this tomcat basically owned my bed. He just pissed all over it, so, like, I didn't have a bed, so I slept on their floor for, like, a couple years, so. (laughs) Revealing a lot right now. A lot of things are coming. (laughs) A lot of things are coming to light right now, so that's, that's fun. But, um, so let's, let's talk about the movie, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. What do you remember... The first time you saw it, uh, you know, how old were you? Where were you? All that kind of. I was at a girl's sleepover for her birthday, and I hate scary movies. I refuse to watch them because I'm a scaredy cat, like a baby. And they decided they wanted to watch this movie, and we were like 10, 11, I don't know, something like that. And they all decided we had to watch this. And I was the only one saying I didn't want to watch it. And they were like, no, you need to watch it with us. Or fine, go in, go in her room and hang out by yourself. And I was like, no, I'm going to watch it. So I watched it with them, and I was so scared. What I remember about it is something scary, like a little critter yeah. being in a, in a bed. Um, this is what I still see in my head, <laughs> like to this day. Um, I still see a critter in, in the bed, like under the covers, I don't know, under the sheets or something. And yeah. she feels something or hears something in her bed or she or he, I can't even remember what the main character is, boy or girl, but she looks under her thing and there's like a demon under there and that like scares her. Yeah. It's a jump scare part. Oh no, so creepy. Yeah, because I mean, I, I never really heard of this movie, but I did like Google images, and I think I know what you're talking about. And like, it, it is pretty scary looking. It is. I sorry, how old were you when you said you saw it? Ten or eleven. Ten, okay, so I, I definitely get that. I am definitely interested because um, I don't know if you're familiar, but uh, Gamir, I'm gonna mispronounce his name. I'm sorry, people. Uh, my assistant Kenneth poured me a drink before we began. Uh, <laughs> Recording, so I may sound a little sloppy, but uh, Guillermo del Toro produced this movie, and if, if you know anything about him, he sure does don't. a lot of like. Oh, uh, you don't. Well, no. here's some fun facts, right? He does a lot of like practical effects, which I mean, those some of those like I obviously haven't seen it, but some of those animals or monsters or whatever could be like real 
animatronics or yeah. like makeup or stuff like that. Like he does stuff like that. That's cool. From though. from my understanding, like he did. Um, have you heard of Hellboy? No. So Hellboy's like a comic book character, and like in the movie, he's like this big like red looking demon. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. You know what that looks yeah, like? Like right. that's all like real like that's real makeup and stuff. So he's known for doing stuff like that. So like. So even cooler. No, yeah, 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 and like, but he didn't like direct, I know he's like, he's credited as being in the movie, so like, he does like a lot of practical stuff, so that's really neat, but like, a fun little story, um, <laughs> I want to say, this was like, maybe me and Kendall's first Valentine's or something like this, we went to, uh, Kendall, where did we go? Where, no, no, where did, where did we eat? Okay, we went to Chatters because I decided not to get a reservation because I'm a shitty boyfriend. And then right after, I was thinking, what's more romantic than watching a lady fuck a fish man? So we went and saw the, oh. the Shape of Water. And <laughs> I've never seen it. So the Shape of Water is about this lady in like, I don't know where she's from. I think she's French. But they she basically like meets this like fish man creature and falls in love with them. It's very interesting, wow. and they have yeah, they have a interesting. It's boring. Boring. Gory. Oh yeah, it was gory. gory. There's Michael Shannon's in it. He's like the bad guy. He's trying to like kill him, and he's like biting people's fingers off and shit, and being pretty brutal. But I don't know. I thought there was something romantic about it. I thought it was gonna be like a Beauty and the Beast kind of situation, but it just it didn't turn out that way. We walked out like uh, it was like ten minutes before, probably uh. like ten or twenty minutes. But I was trying to be a good boyfriend and get us out of there, but. Not a bad movie. It won an Academy Award for Best Picture, so it must have been somewhat good. But anyway, I'm dragging on. Is there anything you'd like to add, Emily, about Don't Be Afraid of the Dark or any of your fears? Um, one time, one time I uh, went to Belize with Kendall and some other friends, and I had to face both of my fears at once. And I went cave tubing. Um, on a river and I'm so scared of rivers especially and we were in Belize the middle of the jungle yeah. who knows what was in that water there could have been some crazy animals <laughs> um, of the unknown <laughs> but we also went through a cave and we had these helmets on that had headlight flashlight things and they had us turn them off at one point when we were in the middle of it so that we could see how dark it was. And mm. I was so scared. And everyone knew how scared I was and how brave I was being for even being there and not, like, sitting at the entrance. Yeah. Um, and so they were like, Emily, are you sure? And I was like, yes, let's do it. So we turned it off, and it was the scariest thing ever. I freaked out. Advanced <laughs> darkness. Is that is that, like, a thing they normally do is have you turn your... Yeah, so that you can... Right? Right. So that you can see how dark it is. Um, yeah. But so like so it was like a cave like a river within the cave though. Uh -huh. That's crazy. Was it there was bats or anything? And it got really low. And I'm claustrophobic, so mm. it was all at once. You know what else scares me to death? What's up? Um, water slides that are closed. <laughs> so like it goes that. dark and it's all close and it's a water slide. Oh my gosh, those are the three worst combinations of all time. I definitely understand that. Like, I think these are all like yeah. spheres that make sense. Because, like, yeah, you can get stuck in that. Like, yeah. it's like oh. that claustrophobic horrible. kind of feeling that could be horrible about that. But, yes. Uh, <laughs> I have to interject here. Hi, Kendall Waller, um, featured on episode number two. Just can't um, get enough spotlight. <laughs> yeah, this is true. I just would like to interject. We are talking a lot about Miss McCoy's rational fears but if you don't mind i would like to read 
an ongoing list of well, all of her fears. Ooh. All of her fears, <laughs> if you don't mind. I'd love to hear this, okay, honestly. Okay, let me grab the cell Say, phone. She was I bet it's not all of it. Holding things from me. It's recording. Well, while we're waiting on that, I can tell you that um, my family thinks that my house is haunted right now by my dog. Okay, yeah, we were talking about haunted yes. houses on our last episode. I'm glad we're... My dog died in June while we were on vacation, so he's probably mad at us. Um, <laughs> my brother is convinced that he's scratching on his door at night every 15 minutes. My dad and mom are convinced that he barks like while they're outside. I don't think that he's haunting my house, but I could be wrong. Seems like there's a lot of guilt within the family. It seems so, but I was never mean to Charlie, so... so he, hasn't, he hasn't been bugging you, though? No, no. Maybe? No he, bugging here. He's like, you motherfucker, you know, like, you <laughs> didn't feed me. How did he die? He just was, like, starvation? He, or like... No, he was old. He, we were, oh, I see. We were on vacation. He was at, like, a doggy daycare thing. Well, he died he was, at the daycare. Yeah, I mean, that's a nice way to die. It's not like he, like, was yeah. alone or anything. That's sweet. It, well, it was really sad, though. And he lost an eye, so he only had one eye. Not uh, in the process at the daycare, but yeah, <laughs> he lost a fighting for his life. Uh, Kendall Waller is returning. I'm approaching with the list. <laughs> this is a long piece of paper. Uh, okay, let's see. These are gonna be embarrassing. <laughs> well, holds true. Number one on Emily's fear list: water. Okay, so we know that to Discuss be true. that, yeah. Second would be obviously dark. Okay, yeah. dark holds is up. dark is scary. Water, dark. Okay, here's where it gets a little interesting. Dryers. <laughs> Dry, okay. Dryers. Wait, stop, can we, can we stop no, can things? I read the list oh, first? Yeah, yeah. We, we can, we I think it, as a standalone list, it's just better. That's good. Okay. Dryers. Turning left. Construction. Construction cones. <laughs> Trying new foods in front of people. <laughs> Peeing too much. <laughs> Walking over drains. Online shopping. <laughs> Feet, tap water. Okay, so there's water and then there's tap water. <laughs> Frogs. The end. Not, probably more. not the end, not the end. <laughs> definitely more, but that's okay. Would you like to elaborate on it? I, I would like uh, turning left. What's that mean? What are we, what's that okay, about? Okay, let's picture this. You're about to turn left. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm just okay. Um, there's like a four lane road or something, two, two going one way, two going the other, and you have to turn left across all of it. Oh my god, that is so scary. I have to turn right and then get over and turn left and then turn left again to be able to go the other way. So I make a three point turn anytime I turn left. <laughs> That's that one. I see, and I guess my other one that really caught my ear was, uh, What's the what's the thing about dryers? Oh, I'm scared of drying my clothes. I'm not scared of dryers. I'm scared of drying my clothes because I like my clothes the exact way they are. Oh, okay. So that's not like a genuine like oh no a dryer. It's like, it's like I like just shrinkage. And I kind of yes. get that. Like some t-shirts, I like to like hang dry. So I'm scared about yeah. getting like messed up. So that makes that's a rational thing, I think. Are you are you scared of construction? Probably I'm in some very sense. Very scared of construction. In the sense of like my car getting dinged up or something. But like, are you are you saying like something like hitting like driving? Your... Oh, like driving, driving through... and the construction. There's cones everywhere. Maybe more irritation, more like a like ugh, anxiety. A, yeah, anxiety of like having to deal with it. But I don't know if I'm like scared of it. I guess I guess mine's anxiety, but I get scared. 
So I get that. I that's that's probably way up there. Yeah. One time. Or maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean whatever you want probably to say. Probably shouldn't. <laughs> you don't have to. I told a lie once about maybe this will never get to my mom and dad. <laughs> right? I can cut it if you want me to. Okay, so one time I was... No, I'm not going to say it. Because oh literally, if they found out that it was a lie the whole time, they'd be so mad. Okay, well, that's fine. You I'll tell you off the record. Off the record. Okay, well, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry. You're not getting that part of the <laughs> I will get it, and uh, maybe I'll tell you... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> there's, there's confidentiality here in the Cobcast studio, so we like to keep things professional, but... I think we're at a good point. Emily, I have to ask the most important question, and that is, are you ready to face your fears? Are you ready to watch Don't Be Afraid of the Dark? I guess so. All right, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we're going to watch it, and we're just going to see how much of a scaredy cat Emily is. Or maybe it'll be me. I don't know. See you in a second. <laughs> just finished uh, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, and Emily, are you still afraid of the dark? I am still afraid of the dark. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you think of it? I thought that it was scary, a little cheesy, but yeah, scary. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and just like a little background on what the movie's about, basically this, uh, in the 1800s, this dude named Blackwood, or what is it, Backwood? Something like that. He, <laughs> he owns this mansion, he's this like natural artist with that natural kind of paintings and basically his mansion is haunted by these little fairies uh, we, we learn they're basically two fairies that they want the teeth of children to eat they're not they're not playing with no adult teeth they don't want any of that they want some pure baby teeth, baby teeth. they want that <laughs> good grade baby teeth so this man at the beginning is actually a pretty scary scene there's this maid uh, coming down the stairway trying to like find him and she's like, I messed up Blackwood, are you down there? And he's like, come, come to me, come to me. And she, she trips down there. He gets this, like, fucking uh, hammer and just bashes her teeth in. Like, he's opening up a pecan. He tries to serve it to them. But they're not having that. They want some real great teeth. So we flash forward. We're met by Kate Holmes, who is the stepmom to Sally, who's kind of our main protagonist. And uh, I think it's Guy Pierce, the dad. They're, they're our main characters. They're the ones having to fight these little rat creatures. What, 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 do you, what do you think about the rat creatures in this? Or I guess they're fairies. What do you think about them? They're exactly how I remember them. You yeah. can't describe them except for they look like rats. <laughs> and they're scary. <laughs> That's it. They're just so creepy and gross looking. And, and I think like one thing about the movie that I thought was interesting is like the way they attack people is like they're not just like clawing them like, <laughs> they, have knives. they have knives and like box cutters and like there's this one dude like who's like comes down to help Sally at one point because she's uh being like you know like tempted by these creatures and all she should be known is that they have like these weird creepy voices like 
he talked kind of, they say, Sally, Sally, come to us. We are your friends, Sally. <laughs> they kind of remind me of uh, uh, Voldemort in the later Harry Potter movies. That's a really good impression. <laughs> <laughs> when he's like talking, Harry, all your friends are dead. That's what I was, that's the vibes I was getting from these little rat creatures. But they tear this motherfucker up. Like he's trying to like fight him off, but they just scratch, claw, just they, they, they mess him up. But and they have real arms. Yeah, they have these tiny little Yeah, these tiny little Yes, carrying it around. (laughs) I think we we were both kind of on the same boat of like one thing that is annoying about the movie is like no one's trying to smash these little fuckers really until the end. Like, you know, like these are like right in Sally's face and she's not slapping them or anything. She's just kinda like watching them as they like (laughs) just like creep on her, but what did um what do you think of the actors in the movie? Uh, the little girl is funny, cause she's like, I don't know, I don't know. I'm gonna say I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> you're crazy. I thought she, I, I, I feel like she has to be related to Kate Holmes, cause they look really they similar. She reminds me of Ramona Beezus. Who's that? Is she playing that or something? She may. The movie Ramona and Beezus. Yeah, I, I don't know if I've seen the. But, I just think it's funny how they, how they were like. You could tell it's not a movie that was in the movie theater because of the actors and stuff. Yeah. Well, and I, I think maybe it was even like a conscious decision that they look so similar because basically in the movie, Kate Holmes is the girlfriend to, I think it's Guy Pierce, and essentially like they're, a, Guy Pierce and his former wife are divorced, so Kate Holmes is kind of try, trying to build a relationship with Sally, the daughter, and the whole movie. You know, it's like, really trying hard to bond with her showing her all this stuff and she, Sally's not having it Sally wants her mom Sally well I'm trying to remember the line she says to her because um basically Kate Holmes is showing her this little piece that she oh. got and she's oh my grandmother gave this to me and, and Sally retorts with my mom gave my dad me yeah. <laughs> like, but I mean by the end though I think that that's one thing about the movie I really liked is I feel like they really did a good job of like showing them bonding because kate holmes is the only one believing this little girl like she's discovering all these things at one point she goes to this public library and it seems to always be a public library where you find these things out she digs and finds out the history of these fairies that that are are essentially two fairies that they they take children's teeth and give people silver coins so there you go, boys and girls. That's who you're really getting your old quarters. Yeah, that's who, that's who you're getting your uh, dollars from. It's not mom and dad. It's these little rat, rat kings who want their want your baby teeth. I can only imagine these poor, uh, poor rats are just starving the entire movie. It's disgusting. <laughs> they have to have one human sacrifice, so that's why they all went away at the end. Yes. Po- Poor Kate Holmes, American sweetheart Kate Holmes isn't making out of this movie, ladies and gentlemen. She does everything to help Sally, and she gets dragged under. And it's kind of fucked up, because Sally and the dad, they're not coming for her. They they, kind of bounce. They foreclose the house. They leave a little picture for her, but they're gone at the end. And what did you you think of the dad in this movie? Oh, he was so dumb. He could not, he wasn't listening to anybody, and he... Oh, and the poor mom <laughs> on the phone call. Yeah. That was horrible. Are you drugging my kid? Essentially, this this man is like a uh, he's a renovator, a renovator, 
and he's trying to get this mansion sold. Like, that that's his goal the entire movie. Kate Holmes is saying, please, your daughter, she's going through all this shit. He's like, we have to get this sold. I'm, I have to break even. Like, that's his whole thing. By the <laughs> end, he finally realizes, oh, shit, maybe this is more important. But the whole movie is just him basically saying, Sally, you've got to calm down. I have to sell this house. Just yeah. let me sell the house. And that's more... You'll get used to it. Yeah, you'll get used to it. You'll get used to the Rat Kings. They'll, they'll, they'll let you be, but... Would you say um, you liked the movie overall, or uh, yeah, you liked it? I oh. think it has a good story. It does. It's almost kind of like, um, almost like a like a children's kind of story in a way of like, yeah, it's very simple in the way that, and well, and that's what I was kind of mentioning to Kendall. Like, it almost makes sense that they're like reawoken because you would think they'd be kind of like in hiding until a child comes uh-huh. into the home again. I think that's one thing I don't like about like like, ghost ma- movies, you know? Like, because there'll be, like, one scene in a ghost movie from the 1800s where this shit's haunted, and then they just come back out of nowhere. Yeah. And I thought this actually kind of, like, made sense because it's more of, like, oh, well, there's a presence of baby teeth. teeth. So, yeah, well, let's, let's, get, let's get up there and munch down. Let's make it happen. <laughs> but, no, I, I liked it. It had a cool feel to it. And, like, it's kind of short. Like, it, it moved really quickly. Mm-hmm. And, like... There, there wasn't really a lot of scenes where I felt like it was dragging, so... I, I liked it a lot, but... Do you have anything else to add about this movie? Um, that, uh... For the whole half of the beginning, you don't get to see what they look like. Yeah, that, I so think that was they smart. They just, like, act like you're gonna have a jump scare, and then there is none, until the scene where I was talking about, where there's the sheets and she lifts them up and keeps lifting them and then there's a demon well also emily emily was a real trooper because we had two of her fears in one scene sally's just trying to take a bath right we got a big big fear of water in here right now and then those damn critters turn off the lights so we were met by (laughs) we are met by water plus darkness which was i'm sure an a, a epitome of anxiety for Emily, but she she soldiered through and got through it. Soldiered. But yeah, she <laughs> she made it through it, but you faced your fears, Emily. I did. You got through it. I'm very proud of you. Don't and, be uh, afraid of the dark. Don't be afraid hey, ladies and gentlemen, don't be afraid of the dark. Just shine some don't that's something it. we didn't mention. The the twist is it's the really the critters. critters. <laughs> the critters are afraid of the dark. You gotta shine your light on the critters because it burns their skin or some shit. I don't Wait, know. Wait, so they're not afraid of the dark. They're saying no. Oh, don't. Oh, they're afraid of the light. Yes. I'm stupid. So they don't. Take they want the said. kids to not be afraid of the dark because most kids are afraid of the dark. So they're saying don't be afraid of the dark. And that kind of goes into like, turn the lights off so that yeah. we can get you. And that kind of goes into like. <laughs> That kind of goes into what Emily was saying, but you don't see them through the first half because basically they're trying to manipulate Sally into like, oh, we're your friends. <laughs> your mother and father hate you. <laughs> Be a friend, Sally. But oh, you think they would choose a better voice, like maybe like Sally, come down and be a friend. <laughs> but they're not. They're not choosing that. They're they're keeping the voice. They're just not showing her their presence. But that that kind of plays into it. Like you don't see these little rat things. Until like, oh, well, I guess we got to take it by force. So then we know they look like uh, these skeleton monkey demon creatures. Mm. Gross. I, I, I enjoyed it, though. I Rats think it, that walk on their back yeah. two legs. Yeah, they just like screech and holler. But <laughs> I, did, I, knives. I, do, I did enjoy it. I'm very 
curious how much like involvement that Del Toro guy had that I was talking. I want to say he voiced one of those creatures. Maybe all of them. Yeah, he may have. Because like I, when I was looking at um, like uh, that noise, you were doing. <laughs> yeah, on the uh, IMDb, I noticed that he's like credited as one of those creatures. So I thought that was kind of neat, but. I, it may, I think it makes sense that he had involvement, though, because I think it was a good movie, and, like, it was, you know, it was pretty good, so. I think yeah. uh, that's all I had to say about it. Do you have anything left to say? I don't have anything left to say. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. I want to thank welcome. Emily for being with me and <laughs> talking about Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. I, I think we we both might still be afraid of the dark, but... Definitely. We're, we're gonna we're gonna try and move on but thought, anyway well, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway thank you all for listening we will have a next an episode next week and I, I I think I can give you a little hint uh, this this next episode the fear is uh, very larger than uh, a doll very larger than uh, rat creatures it's almost like a uh, uh, natural disaster kind of thing going on so we'll get into that next week but again find us on spotify find us on apple podcast find us on the rss feed be kind to yourself be kind to others thank you for joining us bye bye we're your friends